You wanna fight, bro? Yeah, the Fight Bros Podcast. What's up, Fight Bros Podcast listeners? We're here on Sunday, September 8th, and this is our podcast number five. We got a good one for you today. As always, I'm Marcus Burks, and this is Albert Walters. Hey, hey, hey. Excited to be here, guys. We have our second guest on the show. He's our good buddy that'll always hook you up with your car stereo needs, Joseph Clark. What up? Yeah, Joseph's Joseph's been a good buddy of ours since pretty much day one uh, back in middle school. We're, we're glad to have him on the show today. He used to have long hair. And- <laughs> <laughs> he watches all the UFC fights with us. <laughs> Um, th- this will be a good one today. Ah, so Joe, anything you want to tell the listeners about yourself? Not really. No. Well, let's start out with this. So, as you this see, is just a, as you see right here, my boy McGregor. So yeah, let's just start out. <laughs> Obviously, our listeners should know uh, Joseph is a Conor McGregor fan, really big Conor McGregor fan. But let me just start this out for you. This is a question I want to ask all our guests. So. Is there a certain fight that got you hooked into the UFC? Like, you know, maybe you were just in middle school or high school and you was just scrolling scrolling across some channels and, you know, you noticed a fight. Could you tell us that fight? Or is there certain fighters you watch their highlights and it kind of got you hooked into the sport? I just always watched it when I was young and, you know, really got into it at a younger age, but... I don't really remember any of them until the John Jones uh, DC very first battle round, and that was a that was a pretty good one for me. And then that brought it up, and then we ended up going and seeing the McGregor Diaz two, and that was that was out of this world. And that's about all I remember. Yeah, the, the, that I actually remember say the McGregor Diaz two was the one that got me into it. You know, that was my actually first fight watching it yeah i, I think yeah. you lost some money that night too didn't yeah yeah a little bit not too much <laughs> <laughs> so what's your thoughts on the imax not showing fights anymore i think it's stupid honestly yeah dude that was our spot like it was our spot they had hundreds of people coming in there mm. every saturday for fights that mm. was going on and then they just and we would i bring... guess the new owners when they came through they don't want the whole fights and atmosphere type deal i guess they want more of like a family oriented place but it's but a bar they show yeah. tech but games it's a bar. yeah it's a bar and they show tech games and stuff i just don't i don't agree with them not showing the oh, oc yeah. fights they but, lost our business man we would go spend yeah. hundreds a night yeah i i know one time they my tab was like 150 bucks <laughs> by <laughs> myself so we had we had like 10 people there so we had a 14 person table there one time yeah. and i think the our whole table spent you know, three yeah. 300 you know some dollars maybe even 400 dollars so i mean they yeah. were getting a lot of money and it wasn't just us watching the fights that the that whole, whole room's full yeah. well it's not even yeah. just that little theater room people go to the bar section to Mm-hmm. you know to watch the fights we just we try to reserve the couches yeah something crazy too is like we was just talking about um somebody who just got you know signed into the ufc tony gravelly he's around here and he would go to the imax and watch the fights yeah we and, yeah. Into him. yeah one time he you know sat with us and everything and it was pretty awesome but now i feel like not as much people would come through um frank's just because of that honestly. yeah yeah 
Well, I mean, if anybody has any good suggestions on where to go watch fights, because we've been going to B-dubs, but mm-hmm. it's it ain't the same. Yeah, it's Just not. very <laughs> limited menu. Yeah, Just limited weird. menu. It's can't kinda, relax. Kind of packed, you yeah. Can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, at the IMAX, we could lay back on these couches. Yeah, it was awesome. So, we... I don't know if there's anywhere else in Blacksburg like that. No. No. Not not that we know of. Not with the good, you know, TV screens and stuff like they got up there. Yeah, if it's someone's couch, it might be in an apartment. (laughs) (laughs) But let's jump right into it. So we had UFC 242 yesterday. Pretty good main event. I mean, this was a great main event. Um, Card as a whole... Kind of iffy about not the greatest card. I mean, with us getting with us just getting UFC 241, not really comparable like that. But main event, let's get right into it. Khabib versus Dustin Poirier. Khabib submitted Dustin Poirier via third round submission. It was like what two minutes and three seconds or something into it. Yeah, something like that. I mean. In my eyes, I talked to Joseph about this yesterday, but in my eyes, this was a pretty dominant victory for Khabib. I mean, that first round, Khabib just mauled him like he mauls everybody. And I don't feel like he did as much mauling as he usually does. eh? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like he still got the takedowns and everything, but he wasn't really. Poirier was doing an awesome job of, you know, getting around on the ground and stuff. And not letting Khabib actually restrict him to one spot to where he could just bash his face in like he does everybody else. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, he was dominant in the in the takedown and on the ground perspective, but I just don't think he really mauled Poirier as much as he usually mauls his other opponents. Agreeable. Uh, I mean, in the first round, obviously Khabib controlled the whole time. I mean – but Dustin was making him get into a lot of different positions. Dustin was fighting back, rolling around, you know, making it pretty hard for Khabib. Going into that second round, I felt like Khabib was a little comfortable, a little too comfortable. He started striking with Dustin right there at the beginning, and it kind of looked like he got rocked. I'm not going to lie. Oh, he got rocked. Yeah. And then then we go into Khabib taking him down middle of the second round. or I might be getting this mixed up with the third round, but – Dustin actually got him, uh, got him in a little choke. Yeah, that was in the third round. Yeah, that was the beginning of the third round, correct? Yeah, and Dustin got him in a little choke. It didn't look like Khabib was going to get out. Yeah, I thought I thought he had that wrenched in, but I guess uh, where he couldn't really control his body with his legs, couldn't control Khabib's mm-hmm. body with his legs. Yeah, he couldn't really because he was just on his butt. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't really get that that choke in there, but. He had it around his neck and everything, but they just couldn't – he couldn't execute. Yeah, and – uh, <laughs> oh, you're good. And I know. I just now noticed that. Sorry uh, about that. It's all right. But, um, you know – Well, what do you, well, think, just, what do you next for Khabib after his victory? I'm hoping it's Tony Ferguson. Yeah. You're hoping it's Ferguson. Yeah, I'm really hoping it is. I'm like – I love McGregor and all, but I don't think he deserves the title shot again just yet, the rematch. Um, I think that he needs to uh, get back into the octagon and have a couple fights, and then he'd be ready for it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, then what do you – okay, then who do you think's next for McGregor? I'd like to see Conor McGregor – I know it's a long call to say this, but I'd like to see him fight like uh, Anthony Pettis or 
see him fight um, Cowboy or something, you know, something to give him a little a little opener to uh, start getting going again. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you all my take on that a little bit later. But um, go into the yeah, yeah I just yeah, figured yeah. I figured we could finish breaking down these fights uh, that happened last night, the main event, kind of main event, and then get right into like what's next for could be what's next for Connor. Uh, but you know what I thought was funny too after that fight, I don't know if y'all seen it, but when Khabib jumped over the cage, did oh, y'all yeah. see that he and jumped over the cage, White. and everybody got scared and they started grabbing him. All these security, they started grabbing him, and he jumped on Dana White and started hugging him just to mess with him. Yeah. Just because of last time, you know, where yeah. he jumped on Dylan Dan Didn't jump on Dylan Dennis, but he was jumping at Dylan Dennis. Yeah. So, I really – I thought that was pretty funny last night. But um, very interesting, you know. Um, that last fight, that was the Lewis and Volkov fight, right? On 229. The one where um, – Khabib jumped over the, the thing. Yeah, that oh, was. Yes. Yeah, we got the we got the poster for it. Do here. we? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, wait, do we? That was yeah. the McGregor Khabib. Oh, Two twenty nine. Yeah. And then Lew- That was the Lewis Volkov. Yeah, yeah, that was the co-main. Yeah. When he knocked him out with like sixteen seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was a hit. Yeah, that was crazy. Knocked his mouthpiece clean. Oh yeah. Well, he was getting rocked. Lewis yeah. was getting rocked. Yeah. All all the rounds. Yeah, that's a definitely. Lewis was getting killed, and then 16 seconds left showed nothing but heart and knocked yeah. him out. That just one hard hit killed it for yeah. Volkov. So, Oof. what I thought was interesting too during the you know after Khabib won when they were interviewing him inside the octagon, him and Dustin actually switched shirts. They were wearing each other's shirts. You could tell they just had a lot of respect for each other. And Khabib, you know, got on the microphone and said. MMA is a sport about respect, and he just said that. Coming from the guy who jumped out. Oh, of the I know. I know. I think he was trying to. <laughs> I think he was trying to go a little baby face in WWE terms because of what he did last. But I mean, that was pretty interesting. And he said that he was gonna, you know, sell Dustin Poirier's shirt that he had on and donate it to Dustin Poirier's. Um, he has a charity that helps out kids. I'm not sure what it is, but Dustin does it every fight. So I just thought that was very interesting coming from those two guys because, you know, that's not something we see all the time. I'm not saying I necessarily like to see guys go out there and respect each other. I'm not saying I like to see them <laughs> fighting. I like to see them going at it like, you know, McGregor and Khabib were. But it was just very, you know, interesting to see that. It's kind of different from what we're used to as fans. Dude, I saw Marcus Payne yesterday, and he goes, oh, did you hear Khabib won? I was like, what? He goes, no, I'm just picking eight fought yet. <laughs> <laughs> what time was it? It was at the wedding. Like, it was during the fight because I, uh, uh, I looked up the scores. And then the um, the Blades and the Barboza um, um, final, final uh, scores came out. But it was during the Khabib fight. Yeah. So I was like, that little bastard. <laughs> Let's talk about Blades, man. I think he was the second fight on the main court. I, w- I was very impressed by Curtis Blades last night. I mean, I know he was fighting. Forgive me if I pronounce this guy's one. name wrong, but he beat Shamil. I'm not even going to try to announce uh, that guy's last uh, name. Dura Kimo? Yeah, that's a pretty good try. We'll sure. just go with that. That's like saying Khabib's last night. Yeah. Last name, like you can't. 
Like some people can say it just fine. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, Kurt. Well, uh, well, it's yeah. funny how they advertise that with Khabib's first name than McGregor's last name. Oh, because yeah. nobody refers to Khabib by his last name. Yeah, yeah. nobody, nobody <laughs> calls Conor McGregor Connor. It's always McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not like, oh yeah, get him, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I was very impressed though with Curtis Blades. I mean, with his uh, TKO. Yeah, I mean, we know how he fights. I mean, he always goes out there and he fight. Yeah, he always goes for the takedown, and his ground and pound is very vicious. I mean, it's the same game plan every fight. He, you know, he goes for the takedown after after they feel uh fill each other out get real comfortable he goes for a takedown i would say probably about after every minute of every fight you know he has after that first minute he always goes for a takedown and vicious grounded pound in this one i mean do y'all remember what he did to alistair Overeem? it was vicious grounded pound my only concern and i want to get y'all's thoughts on this too i feel like curtis blades is like um like a tweener in the in the rankings, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he's beating all these guys that are below top five, but once he gets in the top five, once he starts fighting, you know, he got knocked out by Ngannou in what thirty seconds. Curtis Blades did, and that was supposed to be, you know, his big, you know, come out fight. He was supposed to be this guy that said, you know, he deserved a title shot and this and that. And then he went up there and fought in Ghana and got knocked out in 30 seconds. So I really feel like I really feel like he's in a tough position because I really feel like he's not gonna beat a lot of these guys in the top five, but these guys below top five, they're just not good competition for him. Yeah. And I, w- I want to get y'all's thoughts on, you know, the Well, the UFC kind of uses him as a fluff fighter, right? You know, if you're kind of like ranked seven or six, so yeah, you kind of you're almost guaranteed to fight blades to get bumped up to like four or three. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's, kinda, a, that's kind of the pattern we've seen. Mm-hmm. What's your? I mean, like maybe he just doesn't. I don't know. Honestly, maybe he doesn't take some camps as serious as he does others. I'm not sure what's what's going on with him right now. Yeah. Or the rest of the heavyweight. The heavyweight is just all the time. I feel like fluctuating. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just a rough division. Guys hit so hard in that division. Oh yeah, everybody's yeah. like. <laughs> Everybody's awesome in that division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what uh, what rank was he before the fight? I can't remember the number for sure right off the top of my head, but he's been in that top five for you know a while, right yeah. at like that five, six, yeah, seven right. position. He's been right there. And what about Shamil? Oh, he was the, he was this was his first time fighting a guy in the top ten. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I think he might have been like you know then ranked in the fifteenth. Not like a number seven fighter or number nine. A lot of guys are booked up right now um, in this heavyweight division. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, like Derek Lewis and a lot of those guys got fights coming up. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Derek Lewis fight again. Yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a good one. Him and Stipe, um, Nadagu, they're all pretty pretty mm-hmm. solid That's, fighters. Yeah, that heavyweight division's getting real good. Yeah, so, yeah. it's one of my favorite divisions. Yeah. Then you have character too. I yeah. feel like, yeah. So my balls was hot. Yeah. And then you got Stipe, you know, who's dancing. Uh, yeah, and he's a he's a freaking firefighter, you know. Oh yeah. Which is awesome. Like, not only does he train every day in the UFC, but he goes out here and fights fires for, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, even if you a job, even, say even if you favor his opponent, you've got to respect that about him. Yeah, that's awesome. So and that's what I was talking about on the last podcast. I don't know if you listened to that part or not, but we was talking about how at the fire department, his uh, co-workers, every time he retains a title, they make him wear his title and clean toilets his his next day back to work. So he has to wear his title, you know, heavyweight champion of of the world in the UFC, and he's still got to clean toilets. <laughs> I mean, like, they all have to take their turns cleaning the uh, firehouse. So oh, I know, yeah. If he's, if he's training, you know, and not really, you know, out helping, and he comes back, I'd put him on some toilets too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very humble guy, but uh, yeah. I know you're not going to like this, but I do believe that uh, him and DC are going to fight for the third time. And I say this because I know you don't like DC, I don't believe DC is going to retire, and I believe DC will beat him this third time because Do you he think was. That'll be DC's second fight, like the next fight. Now, I think he's just going to fight Stipe Miocic, yeah. and then if he wins, I think he's going to ride out in retirement because that loss, that knockout loss to Stipe, I believe the John Jones table is that John oh, Jones, yeah. Jones fight is Jones gone is off the table. Yeah, well, he's already lost twice to but right now we have one and one for. Miocic and DC. I understand they really like to do trilogies, and I feel like DC might would come through and do a trilogy maybe later on, like a year or two, maybe even from now, but I don't think he's going to rush into it. No. I think think right now he's really, really considering retirement. Yeah, I mean, he needs to take some time, but, I mean, do you agree? I mean, well, the scorecards say it, it's facts, but he was winning every single round. I just up till the point of the TKO, and he didn't rep. You know, he didn't stick to the game plan and wrestle him. Honestly, in my opinion, um, DC he likes. You know, he's a wrestler, but every fight that he's ever fought that I've seen, most of them he doesn't really wrestle. He dirty boxes, just like you know, gets in their face. You know, everything, and then comes off and hits him with a punch or hits him with an elbow or something, and. You know, Stipe was way more than ready for that this time, and he started going for them gut shots, and DC was, you know, worried about more of his face because in that heavyweight division, it's all about knockout power. And so DC, when he started guarding his body and then Stipe started throwing those to his head, I didn't think DC really knew what to do, honestly, but... That's DC's game plan every time is to go in there and dirty box because, I mean, like, I don't know why he does it, but he does it with every fighter that I've watched him fight in, you know, the past five years. So He's pretty good at it, too. I mean, you know, Diaz does the same thing with that dirty box, and, you know, they'll they'll grapple up top and then dirty box a little bit. But I agree with your statements on those. Mm. What are you thinking about this, Albert? Well, I mean, do you do you all think they're going to fight again? Cuz I, I think they will. I think if the I think if the money ends up being there, I think yeah. he'll end up fighting again, but I just don't think I don't think in my personal opinion just cuz you know, I don't really like DC, but I don't really think that he <laughs> is good enough to beat Stipe. I think that first fight was you know, Stipe's fault, but I just think that, you know, DC did get lucky with that mm. dirty boxing elbow right there. Like, that was that was crazy. But I think mm. Stipe was ready in the second fight for that dirty boxing. I mean, like... Oh, he was he hungry. Was, yeah. he, was getting, he was getting hit, but he was also, you know, ready for every time they came off and trying to keep his distance between him and DC. So, DC wasn't really getting that chance to dirty box because 
He's got them short arms and everything, you see. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it would be an, a third good fight. Um, I mean, yeah, he does a dirty box and wrestle, but that's how he won the first fight. Yeah, but if you think about it, too, DC is a light heavyweight fighter. Yeah. Everybody says he's a heavyweight fighter. He's fought over 50% of his fights at light heavyweight. And that's where he got, you know, all of his, you know, recognition in the UFC and everything like that. It wasn't just, it wasn't heavyweight. I think he had fought like. He was 13 and 0 at heavyweight, but it was in strike force. All his success in USC was, UFC was at light heavyweight. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like UFC, all of his, that's where he got all of his recognition was light heavyweight. So I think that, uh, I think he's. I think he kind of looks terrible at heavyweight, in my personal opinion. Like, I like what, the, too big or as yeah, a bad fighter? Like, I just feel like he's he's too big and he relies too much on the on the power for the dirty box and going and fighting, you know, mm-hmm. light heavyweight where he was actually trying to do more technique and dirty box along with his grappling and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think I think within a year. Uh, to two years between you know between one year from now and two years we will hear something from DC and the UFC that says hey we're gonna make this fight happen yeah because I think Miocic's open to it I think it's all gonna be based off the last numbers too on the fight like how many people actually watched it how many people really actually you know cared about the Stipe DC fight um I just don't think it's a real money getter, but they might see the trilogy as, you know, a bigger money getter than, you know, the last one, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, know the exact payout to the last one, but no. I don't know that I don't know that it would ever be as big as like a McGregor versus, you know, Diaz trilogy or yeah. you know, a John Jones versus D C trilogy. I feel like that would be such a huge payout for both of them fighters. I think DC's kind of stupid not to not to do that fight for a trilogy. I mean, like, what do you have to lose? You win one, you can say that you won it. If you lose it, I mean, like, you lost three times, but... You're still getting paid. <laughs> yeah, you're still getting paid. So, you can yeah. go in there and love to fight like he does, get paid for it, and fight the person that you hate the most for millions and millions of dollars. I don't see why he wouldn't. Yeah. Unless if he's scared, which I'm sure he is scared, but But the the thing is I mean, the like, UFC isn't paying millions and millions of dollars. I mean like that fight would be I mean like Conor McGregor supposedly made forty plus on the McGregor was, versus was, Diaz too. So then you put Oh what from like ads and pay per views. Pay per view sales, and, yeah. you know logos fight on the of the night. And, well they didn't get logos on the trunks back then, that was still Reebok, but um, on the second fight, yeah. But uh, I just feel like that fight could be another McGregor-Diaz too, where, you know, it's huge payouts and, you know, what do you have to lose? Yeah. I mean, like, you lose a third time, you know, whatever. You went out there and you, you fought hard and you did what you wanted to do and everything. But I feel like, honestly, he's probably – scared i mean like he got worked he got worked both fights so i mean like by john jones so i just feel like he's possibly scared for that trilogy well yeah but we'll see it's and i understand it doesn't matter because it's like 2-0 so you can't win the trilogy but you could at least go out on a win 
So you know what I'm saying? Or, or go, try. Or go, yeah, you would you would try. With but millions the, of dollars. Yeah. Can, like, we, can we get a clean John Jones versus DC? Uh, well, I mean, like, the last one was clean, so I don't understand, like, where everybody comes the, about. The first one, do you think they should take that win off his record? Off of John Jones? Yes, off Jones's record. The I second mean, I, one, it's, that's what I It's already a no uh, what do they call it? No, no content. No content. Yeah. I think it already is. So yeah, it's already been the second on. one. See, he he still had that pinch of whatever. He had the he, picogram. He still had a picogram in the second one, but they said picograms. Is they not said it was the same. Enhancing. They said it was the same amount that he had when he filled it. So they was like, "There's no news, so it's okay." My take on it is it's still there, and my take on steroids is that. I feel like if you got caught for him before and it wasn't, a t- it can't be proved that it was this tainted supplement, then you should be banned for life or they should make a steroids division because I feel like you're going to have that advantage <laughs> for life. Oh, I don't, I don't see it as having an advantage for life in my personal opinion. Yeah. But you got these picograms in a system. I don't really think that it's really that much to, to, performancely enhances, you know, abilities to be able to just knock somebody out. I'm like, before he was ever caught with steroids, he worked everybody that he fought before. Then he gets caught. Oh, you know, he had a picogram in his system. You know, he had a little bit of steroids in his system. All of these fights that he's ever fought, you know, you know, it's because of that. But But the question is, how long was he taking? Well, here's my thing. Like, they test what? Every like once or twice, maybe even three times a year for steroids. Oh, it's unannounced. They just come blood test you at your house. They can come at two o'clock in the morning. But what I'm yeah. saying is, they test you. Like it's not like they've only tested him once, and that one time that he was tested, he showed positive for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it still like, hadn't just worked its way out. Whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. So all them fights before it, <clears throat> people can't say, "Oh, he's a steroid user." You know, he isn't good because he uses steroids what, I mean, like, what if he did the armstrong method where he um they drew blood out of his system put roids in it he did the drug test and then they put it but put that blood back into his system that's the thing that they think a lot of ufc fighters have gotten good with uh thinking when they think you decide it'll come like they're kind of getting like a down a little schedule. They're supposed to come unannounced, but they're thinking you have some of these UFC fighters are getting better at being able to hide it mm-hmm. to oh, pass yeah. the drug test when they come. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not saying Jones is doing that. I'm a I'm a John Jones hater, so <laughs> that's that's my problem. My take on you hate that, all the good fighters, man. That's the, my take on it. I feel like John Jones unless. I feel like DC's the only guy that can do it right now, unless we have some up and comer really show us something. Could I mean, be what John James th- that could beat John? him? I don't oh, yeah, think. He, I don't know if he can. But the issue is, does DC deserve this fight when he comes back? In? <laughs> no, I don't know if he can. <laughs> no, I mean he doesn't deserve it. But like DC's gonna have to win at least one or two more fights. Yeah, I don't think he has that in him. I don't to think do he what? Wants, I don't think DC wants to fight. Okay. Theoretically, if he was going to fight Jones, he would have to have one or two more wins. No, that would be a strict money fight. That would be just I like I Diaz. don't think they would say, "Hey, That'd DC, just... you've lost twice to Jones. You just lost to Miocic. 
Go, we'll go ahead and put you up, up next to Jones again. Well, I, they, I think the he's going to have reason, some wins. No, the only reason that they would ever do that is strictly for money and the sure hatred between each other for that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you never know what could happen. You know, they could DC could end up agreeing to it. If he agreed to it, you know, obviously – John Jones has stated, you're going to have to come down to light heavyweight again, you know, so I don't think DC really wants to, and I really don't think he's interested in it just because the sure fact of him being scared. But as a money aspect, I think he'd be stupid not to try to do it again. See, the only up-and-comers that I think could challenge John Jones, but I haven't seen enough of him yet, is Johnny Walker. But we haven't really seen him tested against a top five guy. Like, But I – I mean, John Jones ran through Anthony Smith. They're talking about maybe Jan Vahovic being next. I don't see any of these guys beating him. Uh, I feel like, you know, I feel like the only person that – and the only person that has got close is DC. Uh, But they've all came up short. So, I think, you know, maybe some of these guys – maybe John Jones could move up to heavyweight. I know he still wants to clean out that light heavyweight division, but I just – I just feel like he's going to just run through all these guys unless, you know, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is a name that's been mentioned that could do some stuff. But, I mean, we haven't seen Johnny Walker be the top five yet. I think that uh, Santos gave him a pretty good run if he wouldn't have got his, you know, knee hurt. I am forgetting about Santos. That was a a close fight. Yeah, Santos is is phenomenal. And I've I've always liked Santos too, but – you know, if he's fighting John Jones, I have to pull for John Jones. But, yeah. you know, I think that Santos, once he gets better, I think they could have a rematch. And I think I think that one would be completely different, honestly. Um, John Jones isn't going to be able to come out there scared like he was last time. And he says, you know, even after the fight, he was like, I'm sorry, guys. You know, that wasn't my best performance, but I had to respect his knockout power. Yeah. So, you know. He had to keep his distance, keep running, just quick one-twos, you know, chop him down, stuff like that. But and that's what a lot of fans don't like. You know, Tyron Woodley was criticized for that in the past. Yeah. You know, just depending on who you're facing, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get the win. You got to change up your style to, you know, withhold their style that could be a threat to you. I just feel like, uh, like Tyron Woodley – he was criticized because he would get in there and only do what he had to do to win. Mm. So it's not like he would go extra. It's like he would just go out there and, you know, run around and just, you know, punch one or, once or twice, defend a takedown, and it was over. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Dana White was pretty much like, I'm not going to – you're not going to fight – continue to fight, you know, if you're not going to, you know, actually do something. Because that one fight, I can't even remember who it was, but he only had like 48 total strikes in the whole entire fight. It, it was uh, Wonder Boy. But, I mean, Wonder Boy's style. Yeah, but. You got to respect that, that but style. But still, you got Tyron <laughs> Woodley, this big old monster who can just knock somebody out, and he's just hitting somebody with a quick one-two and running away. Like, I don't. I think that Tyron Woodley was really scared to just lose his belt to the point where he wasn't Tyron Woodley anymore. Yeah. So I think that now that he's uh, not a champion anymore, I feel like he's going to work really hard and just get it back in there and 
try to completely dominate people like he used to just to get back up there to the champion. Yeah, so that's that's well, interesting. Well, do you think Dana White would give him that championship fight again? Oh yeah, he'll be fighting. He'll be fighting Usman again. I mean, like I don't know when, but he'll be fighting him again for sure. So that's interesting. So let's let's actually dive into this. So uh, UFC 244 main event was made official. Nate Diaz versus George Masvidal at Madison Square Garden, November second. That so supposedly Dana came out with a video trying to say that Colby versus Usman was supposed to be this main event. Usman supposedly kept turning down stuff. Dana supposedly was threatening to strip him of the title. Some stuff was going on with Kobe. Colby, you know, they didn't they didn't make the fight that was supposed to happen. So what do we do? We come out and we have Nate Diaz versus George Masvidal at Madison Square Garden. We'll we'll get our take on that here in a minute. But, you know, what does this mean now for the welterweight title division? Because, you know, I think maybe we should see Usman versus Tyron Woodley now since this Colby Covington-Usman fight couldn't come to a contractual agreement. I mean, a lot of champions that have dominated have received a rematch. You know, I didn't – Tyron Woodley is one of my favorites, and y'all know this. But he got dominated that fight. I mean, he got dominated all five rounds against Usman. And I'm not saying he deserves one, but as past precedent, Dana White has gave champions an immediate rematch. He hasn't done it for some, like McGregor. You know, McGregor didn't get an immediate rematch against Khabib, but he's done it like he'd done it for Cody Garbrandt. You know, past precedent, he's done it for some people. You know, what What do y'all think about what's next for Usman? I think you where him and Colby couldn't come to an agreement, I don't know if that fight's going to be made. I'm thinking we should make Tyron Woodley versus Usman next. Do you think Woodley deserves Usman next? I don't think he, he does. Didn't, he, didn't perform, he didn't perform. I don't think he does, but there's nobody else. If Colby versus Usman's not going to happen – I just, Who, whose fault is that for not happening? Was that Usman not wanting to sign the contract? Usman and Colby Covington, they're not their teams couldn't agree on a contract. Was that just payout? I don't know, but I mean Nate Diaz and Masvidal is getting paid for this main event. Well, yeah. Oh, they're getting buco. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what's your thoughts, Joe? I think that uh Usman and Colby will end up happening. I don't think Tyron Woodley will be end up. I want to see Usman versus Colby. Well, do you think it'll happen on November second? Mm, no, I because... think that I think that they might actually end up fighting at the New Year's Eve fight that weekend fight card. I feel okay. like the New Year's card. I feel like they'll end up actually fighting for that for that fight. I feel like there's not enough time for. I mean, like Usman just had surgery. And everything, so I think that he's gonna want to get, you know, feeling way better than he is now just to fight, you know, Colby Covington. Because I hate Colby Covington, but he's a uh, he's after what he did um, a couple weeks ago against Robbie Lawyer. I was oh, it was dominant. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. That was one of the most dominant. I hate to give him credit, but that was one of the most dominant performances we've seen in a while. Yeah, so. Against he, a monster. Yeah, if he comes out against a lawyer like that, I mean, like, honestly, Usman just doesn't have a chance. And I think that Usman will end up having to fight him just because Dana White, when he finds a fight, and if he even says anything about there being a talks, it's going to end up happening just because 
if that's what he wants, that's what he's going to get for, like, his championship bracket. You know what I'm saying? So, I just feel like that's what needs to be next, and I feel like that should be next. So, oh, it should. But, I mean. I don't think Tyron Woodley will get a shot just yet. At him. No, I think Woodley deserves another win or two before he gets the next the champion. That's why I remember a couple of podcasts ago, I was calling for Woodley versus George Masvidal. It wouldn't I, have been a bad Because fight. Masvidal is the number three contender. But, you know, now my favorite fighter, Nate Diaz, is fighting Masvidal. Diaz being the number six, Masvidal being the number three. Are you scared for Diaz? No. You know you know, <laughs> you know they're making a belt for this title, right? What? Dana White announced they're making a belt. I'll, I'll let y'all put together this acronym. But the belt is for the BMF. It's going to be for the BMF belt. Yeah, I, mother. Yeah. Oh, so... And Dana White said that they are creating a belt. It's going to be a one and one off. They have done this before in boxing. They've done oh, it. So they're making a belt just, just for, for these, fight. just for this fight. It won't be defended. And it's you just, won't. And but they're not going to consider you a champion if you have that belt. The winner of this fight, bad, though, you're going to be a bad motherfucker. Yeah, you're going to be a bad motherfucker. Yeah, but you're not going to like when they when they show your name and your rank. You're it won't be a C. It'll be a BMF. Yeah, that's what it's really? gonna say. I'm, I'm pretty sure the belt on the instead of like, you know, I'm, I'm like I pray two. that I pray that if they made a belt for that, they will put BMF beside whoever wins. God, that would be so funny. My idea, my idea of the design will be like you know the big belt right there at your waist that would say BMF, and then the two side plates would maybe say UFC or something, something like that. But this is legit. Like a lot of my uh, Mary thought this was a joke, not that the fight was happening, but that it was for that. And I'm like, no, Dana announced it. Sports Center even came out and announced that it was for uh, the BMF title. Like, so I mean, people are taking this serious. I mean, I love it. I, dude, I, I love it. Dude, he's hyping this that's up. Gonna be, that's going to be a dog fight, too. So. I mean, Masvidal is a monster. Uh, I hope he ooh. comes out and does Diaz like he did Ben Askren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If that happens, I will not be able to hold it in oh, front of Marcus. Long. Dude, you'll probably cry. Diaz I, has I a chin, but Ben Askren, he's a, he's a fighter. Yeah, well, that didn't go for his chin. That got him, like, right in the temple. Yeah, I feel so. like uh, Ben Askren... And uh, Masvidal, though, I feel like that was a pretty uh, intense bout just because Askren talked all that junk. Oh, he antagonized him to death. As of now, we've officially talked about it on every podcast. I mean, that was the the best knockout I've seen in a a while. Oh, it's the best knockout in UFC history, I believe. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, just because he was, you know, they didn't touch gloves. They walked back, Askren acting stupid. Masvidal, you know, was bouncing on the cage, and he was like, you ready? And, you know, they came out, and he just – Askren came to the middle, and uh, Masvidal just took off running and kneed him right in the face. I wish the ref would have called it in, like, three seconds. Oh, yeah, instead of making sure he was out and then calling it. Oh, yeah. But you've got to love Masvidal for just going, one, two, two of these little hammer fists on him. (laughs) <laughs> he know. knew he was out too oh yeah he knew he was out he, he just wanted him to watch that when he woke up <laughs> yeah and then he you know gets beside him and he's like oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> see my take on this though Diaz so as I've discussed in the past he's only been TKO'd one time by a guy named Josh Thompson you're not going to put Diaz out. I mean, Madrigal said it. He was like, I can hit that guy in the head with a metal baseball bat, you know, five times in a row. 
he ain't gonna go anywhere, and he's not. You, I mean, like honestly, you never know. So like, Masvidal is not scared to get on top of you. So Masvidal, you know, he's a great striker. Plus, he's not scared to get on top of you. Um, I feel like another fighter that you know Diaz's fault that's you know good at striking, really good at striking is Conor McGregor. But every time Conor McGregor would knock him down, Conor McGregor would just stand over him and like get back up. Because Conor McGregor's terrified I don't of his ground like, game. I don't feel so, like Masvidal is as good as a striker as McGregor. McGregor, I do give McGregor credit. He's well, one of the best stand-up strikers. But Masvidal has, you know, great striking, and he'll get on top of you and try to finish you after he knocks you down. And I just feel like he'll – I feel like he could end up, you know, getting Diaz with a TKO. Probably not a knockout just because, you know, Diaz has a crazy chin, but – you know, you never know. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, Diaz could come out there and working, but mm-hmm. I mean, like honestly, I wish Anthony Pettis would have got Diaz. You know, but Anthony Pettis is awesome it's, and all, but there's levels to this. Diaz is the top tier. No, Anthony Pettis <laughs> is top tier, but Anthony Pettis is also <laughs> Anthony Pettis is also not a you know 175 pound fighter. Yeah. So. So, I feel like Diaz is a 175-pound fighter. Okay, so Diaz is a lanky MFR. Yeah. <laughs> he's awkward. Yeah. But um, And a lot of fighters have said that. That's what's hard fighting him because he's, yeah, you know. he's Black belt and jiu-jitsu, really good jiu-jitsu. Well, he's a good especially. fighter, but he's a hard body style. He's a hard body style to fight. Yeah, he's like oh. in there with his head and out and moving around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, and he's got these long alien arms. That's yeah. the good thing about him is he, you know, he has a black belt in jiu-jitsu from Gracie, uh, Gracie Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And he yeah. trained with the you know original Gracies down there in California, and he his striking is good enough to be a professional boxer. You know, I don't know if y'all know Andre Ward. He just did a podcast with Joe Rogan, but he's one of the best boxers. You know, in boxing history, he gave uh, he gave credit to Diaz. Yeah, and he said that you know, he's actually said in the past Diaz could be a professional boxer and be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his stand up game is really there. That's oh. the thing about this fight between Masvidal is this is going to be a dog fight. I mean, this is the fight awesome. for the fans. So, well, here's here's the thing: if Diaz wins, do you think McGregor's next? No, Diaz deserves a title shot because Masvidal is supposed to be next, but between the winner of Kobe Covington and Usman if that fight happens. All right, so this feeling, fight feelings aside, what do you think's next? <laughs> dude, really based on the rankings, Colby Covington I mean like I understand you want him to have that, that title shot, but I just don't think he's He deserves it, dude. Who who He Masvidal literally beats? came into the UFC with, you know, being gone for three years. I don't think you get a title shot after after two fights. If you beat Masvidal, which is arguably the number one contender in this welterweight division because Woodley's not fighting right now. You I, don't deserve think, it. I don't think Woodley would be think, considered the number one contender. I don't he think, is, though, based on rankings. I don't think McGregor's next for Diaz <laughs> after that, but I think Diaz is going to have to go through at least one more before he gets that title shot. Yeah. See, I have and to I feel like it should be Tyron Woodley. Well, see, I don't. I don't think McGregor deserves a Diaz. If if Diaz, I don't think he does either anymore. I think he's got to come the, in and get a fight first. I think the popularity the that Diaz has right now, McGregor's kind of let that ship right away, and he's got to take. You know, he's got to come in and make a dominant fashion victory 
and call out Diaz for that fight to happen. I yeah. think just that's coming years down the road. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, we all. It doesn't to need to Diaz be though. McGregor. Well, it doesn't need to be. But McGregor's thirty years old. Diaz is thirty three, thirty four. So it, you know, I would like to see it soon. I know age Every, doesn't have a whole lot to do in fighting because it's more about experience. Everybody McGregor said he's fighting until he dies. So. McGregor? McGregor said he's fighting until he dies. So. Probably, you know, punching old men in bars and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, talk shit about his whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, last night, I don't know if y'all seen, but I actually quoted this tweet on Twitter and put laughing faces, but he – McGregor tweeted at Khabib and called for a rematch in Russia after Khabib's victory. He's got some balls. I but. disagree with it though. Tony has to be next. I mean, McGregor. McGregor's has not to respect get next. that. He's. I mean, yeah. like McGregor's he already deserved next. McGregor's already said, "I don't want to fight Khabib right now." When he did his ESPN interview, he was like, "I don't want to fight Khabib right now." He was like, "I want to get a couple, you know, opponents in there that I'm in talks with." of fighting them that's kind of got his kind of persona but you know i want to get a couple fights before i go in and actually fight khabib again but he said he definitely wants the rematch. i, I would so. like to see mcgregor fight the winner of cowboy versus justin gaethje that's happening this next saturday on the 14th i would like to see him fight the winner of those two i think that would make a whole lot of sense because cowboy is I think he's him and Gates here top five lightweights. I think, or they're right there, six and seven. So I think that would make a whole lot of sense. That'd be a good fight for McGregor, though, is him and Cowboy again. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't know. Gates, you would be a tough fight for McGregor. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't be tough. I don't know though because I, I'm not big in the MMA math, but he made McGregor did make easy work of Eddie Alvarez, and him and Gaethje had a war. And Alvarez, Alvarez is your boy. Huh? Alvarez, was, Alvarez was not my boy. I'm just kind of like boy, I, he, was, he was your boy. You was hyping him up so much, you know. Oh, he was, was talking about. You was like he was talking about his welfare. <laughs> McGregor's on welfare, you know. And then he come out and got knocked out. He he looked so stupid. He looked so scared. Well, that that dude. goes to my point that there's levels to this, and you know what I'm oh, saying of is like McGregor. I believe he's on a whole nother level. Khabib's on a whole nother level than McGregor and a whole and Dustin Poirier and all them. So I, I really you know what I'm saying? You I know, think I think Poirier, if he got a second shot at Khabib, he could almost take him. I feel like he did awesome, you know. But right last now there's night. too many contenders for it to be an yeah. immediate rematch. It's not gonna be immediate, but I yeah. feel like I feel like Poirier down the is, road it's a fair I feel like Poirier is on the level for for Khabib you know he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu and so he was looking you know phenomenal on the ground you know getting in and out of stuff not letting him wrap up his legs you know all kinds of stuff like that like McGregor allowed him to do and made you know him kind of stupid but you know it's uh because see Khabib breaks everybody he broke McGregor because I remember McGregor said it's just business it's just business while Khabib was on top of him ground and pounding him and then I recall last night I watched a video in the uh, – I can't remember which round it was, but um, Dustin Poirier went over to his corner during one of the breaks and was, like, frustrated. And he said, I can't get him off of me. He was yeah. like, he's all over me. Yeah. And, the, and at that point, I knew Dustin was broken. And, I mean, Khabib, he's just been breaking – he just breaks your wheel. 
He just grabs you and yeah. does not let go. Yeah. That's all that he gets. He he grabs you and does not let you go. Mm-hmm. Well, he wrestles bears. Yeah, he's so. got a he's got a freaking death grip. And yeah. that's that's what gets him in there. And then he wrestles you until you're tired and he's not tired, so you're sitting there tired and he's just beating your face in, mm-hmm. you know. Well then what about McGregor employer? Do you think that's a fair fight for McGregor? That's what I discussed I think on it would a, be a, good yeah, fight. a podcast yeah. a while back. I well, said no, like the next fight for McGregor coming mm-hmm. into the UFC. I think that he needs to fight Poirier. He's already beat Dustin. I think he could do it in again. In the first, like, what, 45 seconds it was? Yeah, at was one, they were both at 145. I think he would beat Dustin again. Like I said, I just think there's levels, and I think McGregor Dustin, is on a whole different pedestal. I feel like what would happen is Poirier would try to box with him. And just like, you know, Poirier does and McGregor would knock him out again. But, you know, McGregor also said that, you know, he broke his left hand. So when he broke his left hand, he said that's, you know, he said, I still got my right. But he was like, I'm getting a feel for my left hand. Which fight was this? He broke his left hand while he was in training. That's why he says that he hasn't been back yet. Oh, because I know he said he broke his foot like two weeks before the Khabib fight. No, like he broke his hand while in like he was training and fighting, fighting and like I can't remember what he called it, but he was fighting for rich people. He was saying and like just like a few months ago, and he broke his hand and had to have surgery. You're talking about the sparring match he had in Ireland against that guy, yeah. right? At that, and there was a bunch of there was not a whole lot of spectators, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he got paid for it. Yeah, yeah, and he said he ended up hitting him in the face in the head and broke his hand. And he said that after surgery and everything, he said that he's been trying to get back into the UFC because he loves it, but. After that, he couldn't really, you know, get immediately back into it. But he said he's getting a feel for his left hand now again, and he's wanting to get back in there. But I wonder how him having that surgery and everything is going to affect his left-hand game because that's what just kills people, you know. His right hand does some damage, but his left hand just, you know, he catches him off guard, you know, or anything. and just, yeah. you know, you get hit by a blindside, you know, left hand, and they're they're done. So. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I wonder what's next for McGregor. If we're going to see a McGregor and Khabib or McGregor and Diaz, McGregor's just got to get back in the UFC. Soon. I mean, there's a lot of options. Like, There's a lot of options, but been, he's just got to get numbers on the table. They've been speaking fights. Frankie sure. Edgar. I don't want to see that because Frankie Edgar was – he's small and he's talking about going to 135. I, I want to see McGregor come back and fight at 155. That's his natural weight class. I don't want to see him go to 170 again. No. Uh, it wasn't good. Yeah. But so they're talking Frankie Edgar, Dustin Poirier, uh, Cowboy versus Gaethje winner. They're talking about doing a rematch with Max. I'm, I assume not at 145. I don't want to see that. I want McGregor at 155. Yeah. Um, they're talking a rematch with Jose Aldo. I don't want to see that, but yeah. I guess it would be a decent comeback if he just wanted to have a warm up. Aldo's gone. Like he's yeah. he's gone. Like he's. No more. I guess he's washed up. Yeah. Well, he beat Jeremy Stevens, which is a top contender, not Mm. not too long ago, maybe about a year ago. And then I think he can't remember if he won his last fight or not, but he just just beat a top ranked Jeremy Stevens. I don't think he's got what it takes to compete in the game right now. Not against a big name like McGregor. That's what I'm. I feel like everything's played out. Like Dana White was like, "We'll have to see how Diaz Pettis plays out, and we'll have to see how." 
Khabib Poirier plays out. So I feel like, and I seen some rumors yesterday saying that we could see a McGregor fight announcement in about two weeks because well, it, it'd be awesome if he fought at MGM. That'd be so awesome. Would he co- would he accept a co-main event spot to Diaz and Masvidal is already the main event for five rounds. They've already announced that. Yeah, I so. wouldn't want him. I don't think he deserves a show fight right now. Yeah. I think he needs to just get something under him. And I feel like right now would be the chance because he's, you know, he's already made his ESPN interview. I want to come back. I'm in talks of a fight. I'd like to see him get that and get co-main event. I think that would be awesome. Do you think they're going to let him fight at MGM on November? It's, it's coming up quick. I don't yeah, know. it's coming up quick. I don't I don't really know if that's well, I mean, like, enough he, quality time. He doesn't – I don't think he really needs much of a training camp for what they're trying to put him up against. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like he's – Well, who do you think they would put him up for, against? I, don't, I have no idea, honestly. Did both of y'all say MGM? I meant MSG. Or, yeah. MSG, okay, yeah, yeah. just to clarify. Square, square I meant Madison Square Garden. Okay. Yeah. I know that's easy to mix up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we ain't going to Vegas. No. Are, are you thinking about coming? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm so for real about this. We're talking about going, wait, so is this going to be a guy's trip? Well, Mary wants to go because she likes Diaz, so okay, I don't know. So we're going to discuss, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Our real decision is going to be this Friday. I've already set up the email I'm supposed to get first dibs as soon as the tickets comes out to see what the prices are. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joe? Would you would you go? If I'd almost be willing to go. Okay, so let's let's I, say tickets were like two two fifty. Would you go? Probably. I mean, my like I like I said, I I have a, I want to sit close because if yeah, we're going to like Madison, especially Square, if McGregor's fighting too. Yeah. But like you can't if, you can't sit too close because where the ring is up. Yeah. And the the. You know, stadium is at an angle like here. You can't sit here because people say you're looking up and you can't see the fight. So you've got to be like, you know, parallel with the uh, with the ring. Now, not nosebleed seats. We ain't going to to New York. No, that's why I said. Seat. You know, I would. Yeah, I'm not going to New York for some for some time. Because see, seats. when me and Mary went to Norfolk to watch uh, to watch UFC Norfolk, we actually said about. As soon as the bleach, so you have your floor seats and then you have your bleachers. The, as soon as the bleachers start, we were about six rows back. So, I mean, we were almost on the floor and those were perfect seats yeah. because we were elevated off yeah. the floor. Yeah. And so, you know, I would like, I would like something like that, but this is something I really want to do. Cause I feel like, yeah. I feel like this would just be like, I've been wanting to go to Madison Square Garden to watch a Knicks game or UFC event, something. And, you know, my favorite fighter is finally coming. I really want to try to make this happen. Well, New York, it's only an eight-hour drive. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to New York City? You, you haven't been. No. Right? No. Well, you went and when you were like, awesome. like six or something. I, I, would, I had been that. when I was little because my grandpa used to live, but I, I don't remember going to the city or yeah, nothing. He, be, he he lived dude, in. Dude, it's so much. Fun. I think he lived in more of like a countryside style New York, kind of sort of like similar to Pulaski. I know there's parts like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it would be a blast. Go up there, maybe leave on like Thursday. Then we'd have all day Friday to see the city. Because, see, we could all day Saturday see the city, then the fight. We'll Saturday see. Night. We could go to the weigh ins Friday night, too, where they Can do they, the face offs. And they then, charge you to do that? No, it's free. Yeah, it's free. Really? And then, so we could live stream, you know, the Fight Burst podcast where you'd be like, yo, what up? We're at MSG. 
like live stream, have a little <laughs> selfie going with the Diaz and them facing off in the back. Dude, we can make some business cards, start handing them out to everyone in the crowd. <laughs> Watch, Watch the podcast. Watch the podcast. Yeah. We could go up there and be like, yo, Dana White. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the podcast. I'm sure he'd be like, get away from me. <laughs> you stupid. Get out of here. <laughs> no, get them crackers out of here. He's a character. Have you seen him like what he comments on stuff on he was sitting beside two chains last night (laughs) i know but have you seen like the some of the stuff that he comments to just (laughs) regular fans and stuff on like instagram and stuff he's like savage sometimes yeah he's like dude are you completely stupid or something yeah he'll just call random fans just straight out oh yeah doesn't give a shit yeah he gets emotional with the fighters too like he'll go back and forth with the fighters you know as we've seen with him and woodley and you know him and cyborg uh so wait, he, you said tickets are going on sale this Friday? Yeah, and okay. I signed up for like an email, so they're acting like the email supposedly is supposed to solidify me. I'm sure not first dibs, but uh, you know I'm supposed so, to be able celebrities to celebrities get first dibs. Yeah, because yeah. see, my only concern, you know, with buying tickets in general is that these ticket companies buy buco tickets. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They they but go ahead and buy all of these tickets out, and then. You know, we could be paying for three hundred dollar tickets that are actually three hundred dollars, according to Madison Square Garden. But you know, these ticket companies get a hold of it and they're upcharging. Up. You know, maybe the ticket now is like five hundred dollars, four fifty for a three hundred dollar ticket. Yeah. Well, that ticket through Madison Square Garden usually, like, I know that in past experiences, when the tickets go live, usually you buy them from wherever you're buying them you know, from, and yeah. then all these other ticket companies will buy out too at the same time and resell. I think there's some kind of law or rule against it that these uh, ticket, you know, hosting places like Madison Square Garden or even the Berglund Center get to sell tickets for like two days or something. Yeah. And then after that, Ticketmaster like get- and all these other people can go in there and say, okay, we'll buy what's left. Yeah. And then, and then they upcharge it. Because like when we... Uh, when we went and watched um, uh, Kevin Hart, yeah, at you know here around here, we got the tickets for literally like nothing for floor seats right in front of the stage. Yeah, we were looking like two days later on Ticketmaster and stuff, and those tickets were going for like you know two, three hundred, mm-hmm. four hundred dollars, and yeah. we paid like I think like a hundred and. 120 bucks for them or something like that so like that could be you know msg might be a little bit you know it's going to be more expensive but i don't think that really if they put them out there i don't know how the ufc does it but if they just throw them out there and they give a release date i think that if you can grab them before everybody else does i think that uh I don't think they'll be that expensive. That's okay, why that's... if I get a good deal Friday, I might, you know, Friday you I got, I might go ahead and make a decision. When's the release time? I is don't it, know. Is I, it like twelve oh one in the morning? I'll have to look. Uh, I, I to got it in my phone. So. Yeah. Whenever you figure out what time and it releases, you need to just make sure like you're on whatever website you need to be on to order them can you buy them through madison square garden i'm not sure i think that is if you're buying it from the ufc or from madison square garden you're getting the actual price of the seat do you buy it through the ufc or through msg the email thing i signed up for to get first dibs on the tickets was through the ufc okay okay 
I, see, I have a funny story about this. Me and Mary went to a WWE live in Roanoke. I can't remember how much I paid for our tickets. We sat in like box seats and I think I paid a hundred for each ticket or like 88 for each ticket. And we got there and I was ticked, man. I look, when we got the tickets from the ticket booth, I, I paid like, you know, either a hundred or 80 bucks for $62 seats that yeah. were on the thing. And I was ticked because I didn't know that it was like that until that time. So you didn't yeah. buy them, you didn't buy them straight from the I center. think I bought them from Ticketmaster. Yeah. And then well, and then the people at the box was like, yeah, you know, it was like next time just buy them straight through us. You know, you can ride up to the Berglund Center or whatever it's called now. You can ride up here, go straight to our ticket group and we can get you like the best deal. And I'm yeah. like, well dag, I didn't know that. You I didn't know that at the time. This was like four years ago. It was like but, my freshman well, year. Well see that's college. how they base it. They're like, okay, you know, how much money are we gonna you know, get in revenue for whoever's going to be there. So, like, if it's WWE, how much money are these people, you know, signing for? How much do we have to price these tickets at? And then they sell them for that, and then you buy them, and then once they're sold out, you know, Ticketmaster or whatever could have bought half of them. And when they resell them, they're selling them with these huge, huge, huge upcharges. Up well, see, the same thing happened at the Neil Young concert I went to. But I was in the good side, and I was talking to somebody who was on your side of the playing field. Yeah, who play who paid triple for what I got my tickets for, for the there. same seats, the like exact, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like where I went, it was at this place. It's like an outdoor amphitheater, and so they had like a small section of like seats, thousand mm-hmm. dollars a ticket. I was like, fuck <laughs> that, I can't. I'm not paying for that. I'm in college. But then they had this like big field. It's at SPAC up in New yeah. York. And um, the field, you could just kind of sit wherever you wanted. Yeah. And um, I got field seats for like 70 bucks. And then I talked to somebody right beside me. He was high off his ass. But that's how these outdoor hippie concerts Yeah. Are. So whatever. Um, people dropping acid. They're, dude, they're a trip. But <laughs> it's funny. So, but dude, the guy beside me, um, two, like, I think it was like 208 or something like that, like right at three times what I spent. Because he said, he was like, yeah, I just bought them like last week. Yeah. It's like, dude, I bought them two months ago. I've seen that advertisement for some new ticket company. Their marketing was that they sell like last minute tickets. So like, let's say, I don't know, you're going to a Carolina Panthers game, but you're ordering the ticket like the night before. Supposedly you can get you know, seats like real, like, Good, good seats. And and then, like, they're saying they can give you, like, a really good seat that nobody bought for, you know, dirt cheap. Yeah, I've seen But where are they making money on that? I I guess the the stadium would still be making money because it's better than nobody not paying anything for that seat they're sitting in. That's kind of like ticket the scalpers that are out at the games and stuff. Mm-hmm. They they got yeah. all these tickets that they bought ahead of time. Dude, that shit's sketchy though. But like, they're still they're still selling like you know you got to make sure you're buying you know yeah like the some same people event, have bought fake tickets yeah same day yeah. and everything. But when they're selling these tickets, they bought all these ahead of time for the cheapest price possible, and then they're out here reselling with their upcharge, but their upcharge isn't as much as Ticketmaster and somebody that just goes you know. You might buy a ticket for, you know, cheaper than you would find on Ticketmaster, but you're having to buy it. You don't know if you're getting in or not. Yeah, like that yeah. might be a fake ticket. You might just gave this yeah. dude like 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, but I know that every time I've went to, I've I've been to a, like four West Virginia University games, uh-huh. and every time 
uh, Kelsey's stepdad, he's the one that I go with every time. He doesn't buy tickets. He just scalps them when we get there. See how, yeah. So, like, when we go up there, God, he's like, just sketchy, he'll, he'll just walk up and he'll be like, yeah, let me see your map. And he's like, I want right here. And he'll be like, all right, let me get you these tickets. And the dude will run down and he'll be like, come here. We, <laughs> we got a buyer right here. Come get these tickets. And then, you know, the guy with the ticket, the actual tickets will run down there and, you know, hand him the tickets and he pays, you know, half the cost of what Ticketmaster would cost or something like that. But yeah. he's also paying still, you know, a slight, you know, slight upcharge, upcharge just mm-hmm. because he's, you know, buying them from somebody who's already bought them. So. The Giants game I went to last year was similar. Like, I mean, like, as soon as the game started, it was just, or not started, but while we was walking to the game, dude, it was like crazy. People out here at cardboard signs tickets. holding, doing the scalping tickets. Now, I mean, there's tons of scalpers, and it was just crazy. I just think that's what I'm saying. You know some of them aren't legit. Like, you're holding up a cardboard sign. I don't know if I want to buy <laughs> tickets from you. I just think it's funny because they're like, I need tickets. And they're like, I need tickets. I need tickets. Yeah, and then yeah, there's, some, was, there's some but people. they're selling them. Yeah, they're that is crazy, too. Yeah. So, like, I guess, it, I guess where it's kind of like, I don't know if it's quite illegal, but cops don't really mess with it. And they're just like, I need tickets. I need tickets. And then there's like, people there that actually need tickets, like holding up a cardboard sign saying, I need tickets. Yeah. Like, and then you got these people who look professional in their little, you know, gear and stuff. And like, you know, I need tickets. Yeah. Walkie talkies <laughs> on their side because they're yeah. communicating with like 50 other people. Like, yeah. hey, you got these tickets, bring them over here. My, my thing is, though, if you go up there and you're trying to buy tickets from someone, they're holding up a cardboard sign, wearing a wife beater. Oh, yeah. I'm and not their buying. shorts have paint on them. No, I'm not buying stuff. them. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. But if they look semi-professional, I'll look at it. Like, he would always look at it and be like, all right, here's the money. And then you can always haggle with them, too, because it's like. Well, yeah, you can haggle with them. It's like, you know, oh, you want to you want 150 Okay, I'll give you $100. And you yeah. can go Pawn Star style with it, you know, yeah. see yeah. what you can actually haggle out of it. Tell them I'll, I'll give you $100 and a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> It's cold outside. Don't you want a jacket? I got a spare jacket for that ticket right there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, let's see, but I guess I guess let's talk about this or, BJ Penn. Yeah, let's talk about BJ Penn. Dude, so okay, BJ, so I'm pissed about this. See you. Well, well, yeah, you were kind of like because I remember when we was little, y'all had like the early UFC games, so you knew BJ Penn a lot, a lot oh, longer because well, no, 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 emotions uh, aside, like screw him, I don't, <laughs> I don't, no, like I don't care about his name. Yeah, I'm pissed about it because look at all the shit McGregor's done, and they ain't kicking him out of the and UFC. True, and Khabib, and who the shit these people are doing. Then BJ Penn gets in one fight, he even got knocked out. I thought y'all was about to say Diaz. I was about to be like, he ain't did nothing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> no. I mean, he just smoked pot, but yeah, yeah. smoke pot and but it's, throw stuff at people. But and, that's legal. Dude, in but that, everybody California. does that. Like, you have some fighters who are like, <laughs> yeah, like, straight up spitting on. But I mean, he ain't punching like, nobody outside. I mean, like, I don't really care honestly about BJ Penn. He's forty years old. Well, I mean, it I doesn't really seven fight losing okay. streak. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I get, I get out of here. Get somebody else in here. But I don't, really I don't care about him either. But I think if that's how he's going to leave the UFC is because of one bar fight, that ain't fair because McGregor just got in a bar fight. Well, they was just talking about having him inside with somebody. Who was he going to be fighting? Uh, he was going to be fighting in October. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. But, I mean, it was an up-and-comer, so it was – 
you know, they were trying to make it a winnable fight for him. Yeah, it didn't really matter anyway, just because, you know, he's 40 years old. Like, not saying the age really has much to do with it, but we don't see much out of him anymore. No, so. we, we don't, but is that fair to do to him? Because that, what that's saying, what the UFC is saying about that is, well, if you're a big name like McGregor, you can, you can do, essentially do what you want and you'll have no reprimand, no kind of punishment whatsoever. But if you're old and kind of washed up, we'll see. Well, you know, we'll get rid of you. There is some other stuff. I think I remember reading the article that, you know, his wife filed restraining orders against against her, you know, or she she filed restraining orders against him. For what? Uh, Supposedly, you know, he had been real violent. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember how he hit her, if he choked her or something. But he, she filed restraining orders against him, and I mean that kind of goes back to like, you know, he has took the most blows to the head out of any UFC fighter, and a lot of people speculate that the way, the reason he is doing this stuff as of lately is because all those blows to the head, you know, most definitely be so too. Yeah, look at, dude, some girls like when you choke them out. <laughs> look at some of these look at some of these football players, you know, look at, you know, um Muhammad Ali. Look at all these people like they just Muhammad take, Ali ain't a football player. No, I'm saying like look at these football players and then oh, look at Muhammad Ali. Like, taking, taking, taking his, all these yeah. hits to the head constantly. Yeah, Muhammad Ali, I mean ended his life shaking the whole time. Yeah, like, disease. yeah. Just crazy. And I think They've kind of made it down to a science. It's coming to these like second impact syndromes and multiple concussions. So as long as they're preventing that, it could help. But, but mean, then you got guys really, like Masvidal taking yeah. the two extra hits. Yeah, I mean, you got people like Diaz. Diaz is just like getting like smacked every fight. Like Dude, he's, Diaz, not against he's gonna be rough. I mean, like, he old. takes he takes hits, but he also gives hits. So I think it all depends on you know just how much and if they're getting these second impact syndromes and these, you know, multiple and multiple concussions yeah. and stuff like that. But. Dude, you got to wonder what all already is going on with Diaz because he's taking a lot of hard hits. And, I mean, even as what I said, five hits with a metal baseball bat, yeah. he'll still be up. Well, I mean, he does smoke marijuana. And, I mean, I'm not – But that <laughs> – my boy Marcus over here condoning Diaz's. No, yeah, uh, Diaz. <laughs> I'm not gonna say my views about marijuana. I don't support it, nor do I. And for it, he supports Diaz. No, get this shit. I'm Marcus not, goes. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell people my views, but I don't support it. <laughs> I don't smoke it. That's all people need to know. <laughs> No, I'm just laughing yeah. so hard at that. He's like, I'm not going to get into my views, but I don't support it. But, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's giving his boy Diaz props for But, I mean, he's if like, we're. If everybody smokes weed, we can all take five metal baseball. But if we're. If we're saying that, you know, it does this miraculous stuff that people says, then maybe that's why this isn't impacting him with the hits and stuff he's took. I, and he's still my favorite fighter regardless. You know, I don't care what people's views are or what, you know, what they do or what they intake. Like, if I like you, I like you at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? You don't well, like John James because he intakes some steroids. I don't like John James because he's a bad person. Oh, and he's why is steroids. he a bad person? Why is he a bad person? Let's talk about That's a little extreme. No, please tell me why he's a bad person. Huh? Why, do you why really is he want a bad person? Yes, please. Okay. 
so he <laughs> no this is legit so right. he, he was driving while intoxicated he hit a, he hit a pregnant woman and drove off that is, was is like that, the first of legit? it he got popped for cocaine. That's legit. I've never even heard of that. That's legit. That was his first. I've never heard of heard of this. That was his first, you know, criminal charge while in the UFC. That hit and run right there. So people make mistakes. Maybe he didn't know she was pregnant. Can't really. No, it's not the fact that she was. Maybe he didn't even like. Maybe he didn't. Was the conditions bad? Well, was the conditions bad or anything like that? Well, here's my question: if if this is legit. Well, that's my big question. Because there's somebody that true? there's somebody that lives around here that I personally know that's actually been involved with you know hitting a pedestrian. But if the conditions are bad and somebody's walking mm-hmm. not how they should be walking or walk like not you know using not using crosswalks, not using crosswalks, not using lights and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm like I don't know the situation. I've never even heard of this. But yeah. like if the conditions are bad or something like that, I mean like. It is, it is sad and everything. But no, I'm not, and I'm not saying that I don't like him just because of that. It's right, just an accumulation. Of give me some. another reason. So I mean, he got, uh, he failed for uh, coke. I forgot he did cocaine. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, dude, he's rich. Though. Every rich, he every rich smokes weed, so it's just drug of But choice, it's legal. So it wasn't in certain in certain places. It wasn't when I don't think Diaz was smoking no. a joint this big well, on right, camera. Like right now, it's not legal in Florida. So and he's from Florida, right? That's no, Diaz is from Stockton, California. Oh, it is legal in California. Yeah, but it wasn't legal. Right, so it was still thing. an illegal drug. I want to hear these reasons. I mean, so he failed that drug test for the first fight against DC. He failed again for the second fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's three strikes right there. So you bet you busted my boy out because he's he takes steroids. <laughs> Does that why he's a bad person? Okay. This dude hates DC with a passion and tweeted him and like no, that's I, was I, like, I I'm so sorry for your loss and stuff like that. Like and DC did the same to him as yeah. I recall when John Jones faced that loss. So I mean, I I did like that and. I don't think uh, he's genuinely a bad person, but yeah. I think he has made a couple bad decisions. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah but that's but part everybody being, does it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's part of being human. No, and there's yeah, thing. Everybody does. I've never heard of this pregnant woman pedestrian hit thing, but if it's legit, and the weather conditions were clear, and Jones was like texting and tweeting and shit, he's then just, yeah, I'm gonna say he's a bad person. If yeah, he if he's he looked up, a bad person, if he if if like if it was a clear day. No fog, no ice, no nothing. This lady was in a crosswalk, and he was texting or something like that. And he hits her and goes, "Oh shit, man! I just hit a lady." Yeah, and and flies off. I'm gonna say, "Oh yeah." Was it like thirty miles an hour, or was it like running through like a parking lot somewhere? Yeah, like Like, well, like there's well, I mean, even if he because media can make something a pretty yeah ESPN right here. When I was a bus driver, they said somebody got stabbed on the buses. No, they were cut. (laughs) They weren't stabbed. They just got cut. Yeah, they just got cut. ESPN, uh, April 28, 2015, UFC's John Jones released on bond facing felony charge after hit and run. After hit and run. He allegedly struck a 25-year-old pregnant woman driving a car. Um, So she wasn't a pedestrian. She suffered a broken arm from his hit and run. And, I mean, I understand everybody makes mistakes, but... 
What Jeez. happened then? I want to know what no, happened. No miscarriage? No, I mean, none of that, but the fact that I, I mean, he's know what a rich happened. person what, and you hit somebody like you can't stop. Wait, ain't but I don't want to know what hole. happened, though. Did he, wait, like, wait, did he hit her you... going like 40 miles an hour, or did he just hit her like... I mean, does it matter? The fact that he hit her is Well, it must have been hard enough I'm to I'm like, it's messed arm. up that he didn't stop, but... Well, he still broke her I arm. Just... So, so it must have been a hard hit. It wasn't like a bump and then go, oh, shit. Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, just, a, like, a little fender. Bend. Well, she broke her arm. Yeah, so. so that's what I'm saying. It's got to have been a harder hit for her to break And her obviously, arm. if it was a hit and run, she didn't, like, intentionally break her arm because she's seen it was John Jones. Like, yeah. Like, was it, like, but, a broken arm, like, her arm got hit by a mirror, uh, by a side it mirror? Don't matter. Or did he hit her, like, <laughs> head on? Like, if he okay, hit her well, head, like, I just want to know what Here's happened. what I'm wondering. Didn't you just say it was a hit and run and she lost the baby? No, oh, I no, that. I never said anything like that. Okay. I said she broke her arm. I just want to know how it happened, because like that could mean like the world of difference. I mean, he still should have <sighs> either, stopped. Either way, it was a hit and run. Called the police, and went through the whole process yeah. that any what if he called the police after he left? Huh? Said, hey, what I if think, he was I the one that called the police just, after he left? What if he said, hey, I think somebody just got hit from a hit and run? <laughs> I just want to know what happened. Like, I'm not condoning his activity at all. Like, I'm yeah. not saying like, you know, this is good or bad. I'm, I mean, like, obviously it's bad, but and I mean, like, it's worse that she was pregnant. But I've never heard of it. I just want to know what actually happened. Like, what went into this? But when you when you get in a car wreck, you don't know someone's pregnant. So like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Now, if she would have lost the baby, yeah, he he. Would, I think he would have been facing jail. I think throwing like uh, he hit a pregnant woman in the news though is like uh-huh. kind of <laughs> like making it worse, like but, you know, leading up to be worse. like how the media does. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 But let's let, let's let's just. I just want to know this. what happened then. Let's say this: if you saw a news headline that said Jones um, was involved in a hit and run for a pre- like, and the victim was a pregnant lady. Let's be legit that that's not a false news heading. Like, that's what happened. Oh, that's not but false, but it makes false, it seem worse. But it makes it seem like she was a pedestrian, boom. Yeah. And then he goes flying off somewhere. Yeah. Like, he's like, screw that. And he knew, like, it Yeah, he was... knew she was pregnant when, yeah. he, when he hit her in that crush. I'm like, that's kind of like a recent thing that happened Kevin Hart, and I don't know if mm-hmm. he's actually all right or not, but he and, you know, his driver was you know going high rate to speed and doing crazy stuff there was videos of it all over his instagram i don't know where those videos went i guess they got deleted or something (laughs) after the wreck but i remember personally watching at least four videos of him in that vehicle the day that that wreck happened spinning tires taking off and stuff oh so you actually got the i i didn't get to see the video you didn't see the videos of him like spinning tires they were on his instagram i'm sure you could google it because stuff like that doesn't leave no it's gone i can't find it at all they do get stuff like that often but they put it but they put it in the news that he had been doing it and I told Kelsey, I was like... And then the driver hit somebody? No, the driver was going a high rate of speed going... Well, they said speed they don't know is a factor yet or not. But it was enough to where they went through a curve and flipped. And the whole top of the car, I don't know if you've seen it, was crushed completely flat. No, dude, I didn't even they hear The car got out, and they couldn't even get the driver out without using the jaws of life. They had to use the jaws of life to pull the top off the car to get the mm. driver out. Because it was so smashed. Jeez. 
Yeah, yeah dude. I, I, I don't really hear about stuff where I don't do social media. But yeah, it's like, like I did. This is new to me. But it's kind of like one of those things where it's kind of like he's made out to be, you know, I love Kevin Hart, but it's kind of make, being made out to like, oh, this isn't a problem. You know what I'm saying? I well, hope like he's okay. If, if they would have hit somebody, it, the news would be all over it. But they're like, ah, oh, nobody else was affected. Yeah. A couple of drivers being dumb. But so yeah, there was like four videos of them. Kevin Hart actually driving, you know, just spinning mm-hmm. tires and yeah. taking off. And, well, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, that Jenner. Bruce Jenner hitting that person. That person died. Oh, really? Bruce ain't in jail. Yeah. So, but that's when Bruce was Bruce. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not getting on this topic. No. Let's go. No, we're not getting into. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so let's go into our last topic for the I'm day. Sa- uh, Saturday, September fourteenth. We didn't finish the BJ Pin. Are y'all mad? <laughs> Huh? I mean, no, we pretty man, much did finish the BJP. Well, no, 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 y'all. I, I said I thought it was BS. Do y'all? <laughs> nah, I'm, I mean, I I think they should part ways with him. He's lost seven fights in well, a row. Yeah, but, I mean, he's a UFC Hall of Famer. It, should here. it be because? <laughs> should it be because of this bar fight? Well, it's accumulation of more easy, than that. I think it's an easy out for Dana White, though. He's it like, is an easy out, but is, like, it, is it fair because McGregor just got in a bar fight? No. Well, I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. It's not fair. Yeah. But also, there's certain stuff that's happening. With well, a I whole guess, lot of fighters. Yeah. TJ Dillashaw is going to be allowed to come back after his two years yeah. when he openly did EPO. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. They're doing that for these fighters that are getting wins. Yeah, of course, it's a matter of time before BJ Penn says, screw this, I ain't winning a fight, I ain't fighting no more. But is that fair to do to him just because he's on a losing streak and he's old? I don't think it's that bad because he's still going to be a UFC Hall of Famer. This isn't like a situation like the WWE did with the Hulk Hogan where they stripped him of his Hall of Fame. strip him of his Hall of Fame? He's got it back now, but they haven't stripped BJ Penn. So I think he's always going to be a Hall of Famer. It's just time to go. And I mean, hey, if he still wants to fight, go fight in Bellator. You know, go fight in Rising. These companies will take you. Like it's not like he's forty years old or anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> just saying. That's, and I'm not saying he should still fight, but I don't know. You know, I don't know how much he loves it. I know, like, you know, if I'm I fifty know, years old, got bad knees and stuff, I'm still gonna be playing ball. Honestly, I'll here's the my pain, thing. So. Here's my thing. I don't. I don't see him being in the UFC. That's the only thing. Like, yeah, not anymore, man. Yeah, Seven like, fights. I really, guess. I guess eight if you count the. Uh, count I mean, like, some people are really affected by this. Like, they're yeah. upset about it, but. In my personal opinion, I'm I'm liking what's in the UFC right now, and it's the older people are getting weeded out every day. So except Romero, I was about to say Romero's <laughs> next, man. But he no, he's is, not. He's a, he's a monster. Dude. Yeah. So <laughs> I love you. I love you. Okay. All right. So. So let's get on to our last topic. We'll just talk about the main event of this fight. So we got Fight Night 158 uh, coming up this coming up Saturday, September 14th. Cowboy versus Gaethje. I mean, this is this is going to be a war. Justin Gaethje. Gaethje. Where is he from? Uh, you need to look up some Justin Gaethje highlights. I mean, this dude's a well, monster. No, no, no. I know that. Where is he from? Because oh. I, I want to. I don't know. He's he from somewhere in, you know. I can't remember. Because cool, he likes to bow hunt and stuff. So he, he's, cool he's from like a country that. setting. Oh, a country kinda, where they bow hunt? Kind of like us. 
<laughs> no, the country's <laughs> silly. <laughs> I mean, well, if you're from New York City, obviously one of your hobbies is not going to be bow hunting. Okay, if you're from New York State, yeah, impossible. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine someone in New York City who goes back to uh, goes back to Manhattan? They're like, yeah, I was gone for a week. Come comes back. Find some tree to hang a deer on and start skinning it in front of everybody in Manhattan. God, that would be a trip. <laughs> I don't know how New Yorkers would react to that, but you see a lot of weird stuff up there, man. Yeah. Uh, but see, I don't. Justin Gaethje, it actually lists that he is a American. Is he? Well, no. Well, yeah, he's I'm American. Talk, I'm talking yeah. about his last name. Where's that from? Because oh. that's spelled G A E T H J E. Mm-hmm. That's that's a. Are you yeah. looking at his UFC profile? Yeah. Because let's see, his last fight he knocked out Edson Barbosa. He's a knockout artist. He does take oh, a lot of a damage. Great, yeah, he's a great yeah. fighter. I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering the the heritage of where his last name is from. I'll tell you this one. Oh, okay, okay. Well, what do you think about the Cowboy and Gaethje fight? I think it's gonna be a good fight, but yeah, yeah. I I don't know who I'm gonna fights. go with. Obviously, Cowboy is one of my favorites. I'll, I'll, I'll always vote for Cowboy. I'll always root for Cowboy, too. Uh, and Just in case, you know, if he ever fought Diaz, which I don't think he would, I would obviously root against him. But Cowboy, you know, I just don't know. You know, when he's facing knockout artists, it always hasn't went his way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, you know, Cowboy got knocked out by Masvidal. Well, you know what I think uh, his problem is his last few fights. Cowboy got who did get who did get pieced up real bad by his last fight. Then he he blew his nose. Then his his face swelled. Yeah, but up. he was getting he was getting pieced up pretty bad that last fight. So my only concern is Gaethje's just been knocking people straight out. Like He's Gaethje, a great fighter. Yeah. Gaethje slept James Vick, had him in one of those freaking um, what's those positions off. Uh, Rob Deerdick's show, he had him in one of those scorpion, oh, scorpion positions after he knocked him out. He knocked out Barbosa or TKO'd him one. I mean, Gaethje just does, he does a lot of damage to people. So, I mean, if I had to make a decision, I hate to go against Cowboy. I obviously want Cowboy to win, but, you know, just picking at, you know, just looking, just looking at it as, you know, skill level, I, I got to go with Gaethje on this one. I hate to say it. I'm going to be rooting for Cowboy. I think Cowboy's got what it takes to. He does or doesn't? I think Cowboy does have. Yeah, what it dude, takes. he's awesome. Cowboy oh. is a is a pretty good fight. He proved first. to be elite against Aliquinta. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, the issue with uh, Cowboy with his last few fights is that mullet. <laughs> he's got to get rid of that thing. It's a distraction. And then we'll see him come and fight good like he used to. Did he have a mullet last year? Dude, he had this weird-looking mop on his head. Oh, yeah, he did because he usually is bald, yeah. Yeah, normally he's, like, bald or, like, got a little bit of hair. beard, yeah. Yeah, dude, his last few fights, he's had that mop on his head, and it's a distraction. I think it's, like, leeching out the knowledge that he has in the ring. So he he ain't been doing as good. So let's cut that off. Get him to fight Gaethje, he'll win. So, just decisions going around the table? Nah, dude, knockout. Dustin, uh, Cowboy, I feel like Cowboy's Cowboy going to get a TKO. Is, yeah, TKO or knockout against Gaethje. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gaethje's going to lose. I mean, like, 
What do you think? Third round? I'm thinking second. So it's going to be a five-round fight. Yeah. Is it a five-round fight? I think it'll oh, be. Oh, that was confirmed? I think it'll be around a, I think it'll be around a third. Yeah, then I didn't know. Third to a, fourth round. Yeah. Just, just I got third to fourth round. Just because uh, Cowboy, he, he really can put some damage on some people. So, yeah. especially with his length and, you know, and he, he comes is. at all different angles. He's got knees, you know, he's got everything at his disposal with, like, striking. So. Oh, I love how he sets people up. He sets people up. He does that. He does, like, a, you know, he jab, he'll he jab with, like, his right hook with his left and then come back with a right round kick, yeah. you know, he, after yeah, he rocks them while they're leaning. And that's how he's knocked a he lot of people out. incredible combo. It's like a boom. It, it's beautiful. Boom, yeah. Then the leg comes up. No. He's... He is such an accurate hitter. Yeah. That's why I would like to see him versus McGregor one good time. Oh, it'd be good. They the the promos and stuff they, they could have lead up to that fight. I've always yeah. said I wanted to see that. I mean, like everybody talked about Tyron Woodley versus McGregor. I definitely would uh, want to see that. But McGregor versus I mean, I would Cerrone hate to see I would, <laughs> I would hate to see McGregor I think you know, being too, being too lifeless old. on the mat after you know, Tyron like, Woodley knocked him out. Or Tyron Woodley get worked like Usman worked him. I mean, like, well, Usman made him look like some little baby, man. He made him look like Khabib. But Khabib that, makes it, people look. But the thing is, can we really judge Woodley's, you know, him as a fighter based off one fight? Because he's been a hell of a fighter before, so we can't sit here and I'd say like, everything leaded up to that fight to make him – like that because every title defense he's ever had since he's been champion has always been been these soft fights. Yeah. Like he's he's not putting his full potential out there. Yeah. So just I, doing what it takes to win. Yeah, just just doing the minimum. Oh wait, let me so, let me take this cup and turn it around so everybody can see what this guy's drinking out of. Average drinking coffee out of a Mimi cup today. <laughs> I'm your grandma. <laughs> Just so everybody Dude, can what's, what's wrong with the Mimi <laughs> cup? I just got it from Parkus's cupboard. Yeah, but yeah. Dude, who got this? Who who was this going to? My mom. I oh, think she got it. Hayden? Well, that's what Hayden calls my mom. Yeah. Mimi? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's obviously the only grandma in the house. His mom. <laughs> well, I don't know, dude. He's also got a couple grandmas. But they don't live here. Out so. there. Well, that's what I was saying. It's weird that it's weird there's a Mimi cup. I forgot she's a grandma. Y'all about ready to wrap this up. We've probably been going about hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, hour and I don't minutes. like to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out, Debbie. We'll go ahead and no, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> no, you didn't edit that out. But, uh... If I edit it out, it's going to sound stupid. You're going to hear us talking, then you're going to hear like a beep beep. No, you'll hear hear Marcus saying, you already wrapped this up, and then you can just cut it off at that time. No, because then we always got to do the, hey, guys, we're on Spotify, you know, and Anchor. Yeah, but let's wrap this up. (laughs) Just want to thank our good buddy Joseph for coming out today and being our second guest. Um, I think this was the funnest funnest podcast yeah i mean we really this was really probably our most unscripted one we've had oh yeah, yeah. we didn't even go off of most of this stuff yeah so but it, it was an awesome podcast thank you Jim. yeah, yeah. And, thank you and thanks guys for listening remember uh you know to follow us on our facebook page the fight bros podcast we're also on spotify 
we're on Anchor, you know, feel free to leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. we're always welcome. You know, we're always welcome to anything, anybody's suggestion. Oh, yeah. If you're interested in being a guest, let us know. We have a, I don't think we're doing a guest next week, but I think we have the one after that lined up. Yeah. If he can still do it. Again, that's another surprise. So, but, uh, but no, I mean, we're just excited. So. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you.